Tom Arjobud from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from Thursday, the 21st of October, 2021. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. We will start today's show with news about last week's United National Movement, or the Natsebis Rally. Evening of Thursday the 14th, a large-scale protest demanding the release of Misha Saakashvili from prison took place on Freedom Square with the slogan, Freedom to Misha. On his part, Misha sent a letter addressed to the rally calling his supporters to stand up against the regime of former chair of the ruling party, Bidzina Ivanishvili. It seems like his supporters listened because on Saturday the 16th, three individuals were detained near Ivanishvili's house demanding Saakashvili's release. Another letter was sent out this week. A total of 72 MEPs, former and acting senior officials from Georgia and some other parts of Europe, released an open letter to the President of the European Council and European Parliament requesting the release of Saakashvili, calling it politically motivated prosecution. Also, on the day of the rally, the Natsebi mayoral candidate Gigi Ugulava was fined for breaking quarantine rules. He tested positive for coronavirus on the 7th of October, and on the 14th, he had attended the rally and delivered a speech without wearing a face mask. According to Georgia's quarantine and isolation rules, patients can get out of mandatory quarantine only 10 days after testing positive. On Monday the 18th, Georgian Dreamer Otsneba mayoral candidate and incumbent mayor Kahi Kaladze called on all Georgian citizens to participate in the municipal election runoffs on the 30th to put an end to the Natsebi opposition party. Kaladze stated that the Natsebi embodies Bolshevik attitudes, evil behavior, hatred, and lies. During his speech, Kaladze also announced that socially vulnerable pensioners will receive 500 lati, about 160 U.S. dollars, vouchers to purchase prescription medication. Speaking of elections, before the second round of municipal elections, the Georgian opposition began working on a shadow cabinet in Tbilisi, and totally opposition is discussing candidates for 25 positions in Tbilisi City Hall, as well as the 10 heads of the Ryans. What does this mean? A shadow cabinet designates individuals who will comment specifically on portfolios or individual ministers, but in this case, of course, Sakrabula members. Continuing last week's news, seven-story building that collapsed on the 8th of October and claimed the lives of nine people, including three minors, will be completely dismantled. According to Batumi City Hall, negotiations will be held with the owners of the apartments in the building. This week, a dispute over the Anaklia Deep Sea Port project resurfaced after Bidzina Ivanishvili's name appeared in leaked Pandora paper documents. According to the investigation, Ivanishvili holds a stake in, you guessed her, Chester, Poti Port. As you might know, in 2016, the Anaklia Development Consortium, or ADC, jointly established by TBC Holdings and the U.S. firm Conti International, was selected to build and operate the Anaklia Deepwater Port Project. Mamuka Khazaradze and Badri Japaridze, founders of TBC Bank, now leaders of the Lelo Opposition Party, served as CEO and Deputy CEO of the consortium, respectively, up until 2019. They stepped down from their managerial positions at ADC amid a completely manufactured money laundering trial prosecutors were using to pressure them. Soon after the trials, on January 2020, 
The government of Georgia terminated the contract with ADC, which was followed by an appeal to the arbitration court. ADC charges that the Georgian government has taken destructive steps that halted the implementation of the project, which, of course, is exactly what happened. Important background to this is that Anaklia is a much superior and deeper water port than Poti and can handle significantly bigger ships. The Kremlin is therefore very much against the development of Anaklia, which is, by the way, very close to Abkhazia. Now it turns out that Bidzina not only did what the Kremlin wanted against the long-term interests of Georgia, but made money in Poti along the way. Charming. On Tuesday the 19th, the Asian Development Bank and local company Optima signed a $10 million U.S. dollar loan to develop affordable and sustainable residential housing development in Georgia. The loan will finance two residential complexes, providing over 3,500 affordable and energy-efficient low-to-middle-income apartments. On Monday the 18th, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Georgian Defense Minister Janushar Burchuladze signed a Memorandum of Understanding on the Georgian Defense and Deterrence Enhancement Initiative. The memorandum is a continuation of Georgia's defense readiness program to help Georgia boost its self-defense capabilities, as opposed to the other thing that the U.S. that the Georgia military does, which is help out NATO. On Monday the 18th, 189 internally displaced individuals, IDP families living in state-owned buildings, registered the plots of land they inhabit for a symbolic price of one lotty. In early August of this year, Prime Minister Kharibashvili first announced the government's initiative to hand over and legalize real estate for about 13,000 IDP families at the symbolic price within the next four years. On Wednesday the 20th, the police detained three individuals for the premeditated murder of a 27-year-old Russian citizen named Anastasia Shatilova in Tbilisi on the 18th of October. Detainees shot Shatilova several times, resulting in the woman's death on the spot. Details of the motives have not yet been disclosed by the investigation. Crime is punishable by 8 to 20 years in prison. On to COVID. On Tuesday the 19th, the head of Georgia's National Center for Disease Control, Amiran Gamkhelidze, stated that the fifth COVID-19 wave had begun in Georgia. The, county can, the country continues to have daily averages of new corona cases of over 5,000. More positive light, as of Tuesday this week, a total of 31.8% of the adult Georgian population is fully vaccinated. According to Gamkhelidze, Batumi and Tbilisi have the highest portion of fully vaccinated adult population at 60% and 54%. Each other regions of the country have lower than 30% of vaccinated population. Vaccine rate in Georgia began to decline in September. Less than 10,000 vaccine doses have been administered daily since the beginning of October. On Saturday the 16th, the Latvian government donated 83,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Currently, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Sinopharm, and Sinovac vaccines are available in all regions of the country. Moving on to travel updates, a low-cost Ukrainian airline, Bees Airline, is increasing its flight frequency to Georgia by adding a new route, Odessa-Tbilisi-Odessa, starting on the 22nd of October. Flights will be carried out once a week on Fridays. National Archives of Georgia have created a special webpage dedicated to the Svetiskoveli Cathedral in Mscheta. On the website, you can find archives, historical documents, scripts, photos, and video footage of Svetiskoveli. If you want to see more, link in the show notes. On Saturday the 16th, Georgian tennis player Nikolos Basilashvili defeated the world number three, Greek player Stefanos Tsitsipas, earning the biggest win of his career. On the same day, Georgian judoka Eter Lipartelliani claimed bronze at the Paris Grand Slam in the under-57 category. 
Throughout the week of the 27th to the 24th of October, Tbilisi is hosting the International Festival of Literature. The annual event is contributing to the status of Tbilisi as a 2021 UNESCO World Book Capital. A number of in-person and online events, such as author meetings, readings, workshops for young sci-fi writers, panel discussions have been planned as part of the festival. Want to know more? Link in the show notes. Georgia National Museum in Tbilisi is hosting a display on ancient Pompeii. The display features exhibitions compiled by the Archaeological Park of Pompeii. Also, autumn harvest markets will be set up in Tbilisi in seven locations within Tbilisi on the 23rd and 24th of October during Tbilisoba. Tbilisoba first started in 1979, right after then-party leader Shevardnadze destroyed the Rije, is an annual festival which celebrates the diversity and history of Tbilisi. There'll be markets open in Chukureti, Goldani, Samgori, Titube, Dikomi, Sabortalo, and Vake. Tbilisoba was set up by Soviet authorities to replace the true Tbilisi celebration, brutally suppressed by the Soviet authorities because it was inter-ethnic, going against Soviet policy, and they couldn't control it. I mean, of course, Hispanahoba. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining. Subscribe to our show, favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Georgia. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at rorschach.com. Nachwandis. Nachwandis.